from the rugged desert outside Yuma, Arizona, this is Outpost Outspoken. Outpost Outspoken is the official podcast of U.S. Army Yuma Proving Ground, which conducts natural environment testing of military equipment in Arizona, Alaska, and the tropics. Hello, I'm March Schauer. As Army Test and Evaluation Command Employee of the Year for 2021, Metrology Branch Chief Savannah Silva's passion for her job is obvious. We spoke with her about the importance of accurate measurement to YPG's test mission and about her devotion to inspiring the next generation of engineers. Hey Savannah, it's really good to see you today. Tell us about the, the Metrology Branch. Thanks Mark for having me. The Metrology Branch, well Metrology is the study of measurements. We measure not only tubes, weapon systems that come in, but we'll also measure vehicle platforms, be able to give you that finer uh, measurement. We also build and manufacture our own transducers, pressure transducers in-house uh, to capture unique and critical data to validate um, ammunition and other requirements that may come down the pike from our end user. Now you've seen the YPG mission from a lot of different angles. How did you start out here at YPG? I actually started out as a data collector, so the name is synonymous with what it is. I collected data, minute by minute entries of uh, different platforms that I had, but I honestly knew once I started that, within the two years that I was in that position, that I wanted to do something more. So I went back to school, got my degree in engineering from the University of Arizona, and uh, I started back out as a test officer. Um, shortly thereafter and was that for about eight years. I got to be a part of two different test divisions. We got to test um, both vehicle and um, ammunition type platforms and I got to see a lot of cool things, drive a lot of cool vehicles, blow them some things up so that was nice <laughs> and uh, you know my story didn't end there which I was very fortunate for and was able to move on to become the branch chief over metrology within the metrology and simulation division and it's been a fantastic seven months. You have a occupation outside of YPG too. You're an adjunct lecturer at the University of Arizona these days too. I am, I am. Um, I've actually had a long-standing relationship with the University of Arizona, uh, the Yuma uh, section that they've had down here for probably about the last eight years. It so happened that the stars aligned and I was able to um, start helping out in terms of teaching uh, our local local college students and so last semester I got to teach some statistics and probability to some lucky souls and then this semester getting to teach some numerical methods which is essentially you know for the non-math people linear algebra and non-linear algebra and the higher stuff past calculus so it's it's been it's been great it's been rewarding people are you know they'll, they'll surprise you and it's been fantastic to be able to be a part of these students lives and to help transform them into the engineers that they'll become one day I know you've mentored a lot of up-and-coming engineers in-house and outside of YPG, too, over the years. I have. I have. We've gotten to do a lot of um, cool things. I've gotten to participate in a lot of cool things. External to this organization, I've gotten to go out and meet and greet students at the elementary, middle school, and high school levels to tell them how cool engineering is and, and really what it's all about to be a problem solver. And then from the inside the organization, I've gotten to be a part of STEM days, so science, technology, engineering, math, we, um, I, I think was one year we got to uh, have this big M88 vehicle, this big tank, essentially. We ran over some vehicles to show the, the force of, of crushing something and being able to get students excited about it. And it, it's all about 
making sure that they understand that the future is bright for them and, and engaging them so that they'll stay in tune with it in the future. You must feel a sense of purpose working here with the mission of YPG, <laughs> right? Oh, I do. I do. My, uh, my brother, he was in the military. Um, my dad was in the military for a short stint. Um, and then just our neighborhood and our community around us, I mean, you want everybody to come home. So you have a sense of responsibility and a sense of ownership to your part. And I, you may call me an old soul, even though I'm not, you know, of the older of the older generation. But I feel a sense of duty to make sure that I test and I help put forth the best product I can to make sure that those soldiers come home at the end of the day. It is my duty as a citizen of the United States to do so. Savannah, thanks so much for being here today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. With more than 1,200 square miles of land area, U.S. Army Yuma Proving Grounds is the fourth largest installation in the Department of Defense in terms of land area. YPG's testers see the Proving Ground as a natural laboratory and thus have a vested interest in good environmental stewardship. Daniel Stewart is YPG's aptly named wildlife biologist. We spoke to him about YPG's wildlife conservation program. Daniel, I've worked in the public affairs office at Yuma Proving Ground the last 14 years. And when I tell people about the abundance of wildlife here, they say, oh no, that's crazy. You're bombarding every inch of that range every day. How can any animal survive out there? Are we bombarding every inch of the range every day? Oh, absolutely not. You know, most of our range is pretty pristine. I mean, we got a lot of mountain ranges out there, a lot of out hard to reach places. Most of our activities are on you know, defined ranges where we got instrumentation and a lot of other stuff built out. You know, a lot of these mountains and valleys back in here are, are natural habitat, and a lot of it. Uh, we're 843,000 acres, uh, give or take, bigger than the state of Rhode Island. Uh, and we have a huge importance for wildlife in the whole region, not just in our little area, because animals don't look at boundaries. So, you know, our herds run on wildlife refuges, BLM lands, YPG lands. In terms of wildlife, we're talking bighorn sheep, Sonoran tortoises, Sonoran pronghorn. What else do we have? We've got an incredible diversity. This is, this is the Sonoran Desert. This is the most diverse type of all of our North American deserts. Our wash woodlands are so important for migratory birds. We've got uh, golden eagles. We've got, um, you know, really you name it. Our bird list is somewhere around 150 and counting of, of different species that we've found incidentally on surveys. Uh, we've got a really good diversity of reptiles. Uh, it's just a, an incredible environment. And the creature that fascinates me is the Sonoran pronghorn. The, yeah, this is a really interesting species, or it's a subspecies of the American pronghorn, and they were just on the verge of extinction back in 2002. And we've had a captive breeding program where uh, working with Fish and Wildlife Service and Arizona Game and Fish Department. We've bolstered those numbers incredibly from those previous years. One of the ongoing challenges that, that we always have to face is, you know, how we're going to deal with drought years, the years when we don't get the monsoons and things like that. And, and that's been a, a, a big part of what we've been working on here with at YPG is uh, with wildlife waters and habitat improvements and, and doing what we can to try to try to sustain our herds and, and uh, um, and all of our wildlife to get through these, these long drought periods. These wildlife waters are remarkable and very hard to access parts of our range too for humans. 
Right. They're usually in really remote places. Uh, we have a lot of wildlife waters that were built for uh, desert bighorn sheep. Of course, those are up high in the mountains. A lot of them are helicopter access only. And then we also have a lot of them that are down in the valleys that are used by deer and, and well, and some are, are bighorn as well, and then uh, our Sonoran pronghorn. And these wildlife waters are, uh, you know, they, they allow our wildlife to get full utilization of all the habitat and forage. Uh, you know, so you can, if you've got water in an area, then those animals can occupy the area and take advantage of the forage and stuff that's there. And, uh, you know, a lot of this is, uh, is mitigating for, uh, you know, all of the uh, past habitat fragmentation that's happened uh, across the landscape. You know, things like highways and canal systems and uh, cities and things like that have, have cut off migration corridors for, for lots of wildlife. And so it's smaller and smaller patches. So it's important that we're able to, to keep resources out there for that wildlife. Several years ago, you took me out to see the fringe-toed lizard. Fringe-toed lizards are really interesting. It's, it's, it's a dune-obligate species, meaning that they only exist in sand dunes. And believe it or not, we have sand dunes on YPG. There's, there's just little isolated patches up on North Cibola. We have a few sand dunes on, on the south end. But the only area we've found Mojave fringe-toed so far has been up on the Weaver Dunes area in North Cibola. Uh, very fascinating that, you know, how did this lizard get here? <laughs> From where's the nearest dune system to it? It's, uh, you know, 20 or 30 miles away. Are hunters and sportsmen important to your wildlife program? Absolutely. Yeah, our, our, our hunting program is incredibly important for us. YPG, we, we prescribe to the North American model for wildlife management, which is uh, making resources are, are, are public. They belong to the people. They uh, um, there's, uh, you know, science-based and, um, and also, uh, you know, funding and partnerships and things like that all play a really important role in this. Our hunting community has uh, really shines when it comes to the conservation for uh, the desert bighorn sheep because a lot of the revenue and fees and things that have been generated through the hunt programs on that have been directly responsible to the successful management of sheep across the state. Um, and, and YPG is really proud to be a part of that. Can YPG accommodate hunters? Yes, yeah, we, we do issue uh, hunting permits. Now we do have a limited opportunity here compared to other areas because the desert environment is a lot harsher and there's a limited number of tags. So, uh, you know, the Arizona Game and Fish Department only issues so many deer tags and so many bighorn sheep tags and things. I do have to warn people, hunter beware, because the desert, it's a tough hunt. <laughs> it's because uh, it's a big, big country and not quite as many animals out there as what you'll see, you know, back east somewhere. <laughs> so, so it's its own new challenge. You know, I think back to you, you've had me out when you're you were doing um, things with the abandoned mine shafts from many, many decades ago that are in certain places of our range. And it seems like you're doing things not only yeah. to protect the wildlife but to protect human beings too. Well, that's a big part of everybody's job on YPG is safety, and and these abandoned mine sites is uh, you never know what was left behind. And these are operations that a lot of these mines shut down around the turn of the century. So these holes in the ground are dangerous. And so we don't want people in there. And also, if people go into a mine, it, it affects the wildlife that's living in there. And those mines uh, make incredibly good bat habitat. Bats are, uh, in general, I mean, you can paint with a broad brush the, the conservation importance for bats. Uh, because they do have, they're very sensitive to where they're living at. They, they can't just go anywhere and roost. Uh, our management for mines is trying to keep people out to keep that habitat there for the wildlife. And uh, things like California leaf nose bat and species like that, uh, they are very vulnerable to disturbance. 
and the more that we can protect those mines, protect, protect the people by keeping them out, uh, we'll protect the wildlife. Thanks for coming by today, Daniel. It was good talking with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been Outpost Outspoken. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time from the Army's busiest test center.